Dennis Jennings Dake was an American Pentecostal minister that is better known for his writings, which heavily impacted the Pentecostal charismatic movements in America during the 20th century. The New International Dictionary of Pentecostal and Charismatic Movements says this concerning Dake, quote, His impact on conservative Pentecostalism cannot be overstated. His notes became the bread and butter of many prominent preachers and the staple of Pentecostal congregations, end of quote. Dake used a hyper-literal interpretive approach to scripture, which led to some controversial doctrines. My only focus is to look at his interpretive approach to scripture. In his book, Bible Truths Unmasked, Dake begins to lay out what he considers to be the preliminary requirements in one's approach when interpreting scripture. He says, quote, It is all important that the reader be willing to lay aside any theory that he has taught if it is contrary to the plain word of God. Let him accept at face value what God says and refuse to question God or make his word a lie about anything it says. End of quote. It seems that Dake is suggesting that one is to accept at face value every statement he or she comes across in Scripture as the, quote, plain answers to life without question. This would be similar to a professor handing out math books to his class and telling them the answers to the final exam are listed at the end of each chapter. Simply knowing the answers will never replace the value of logic and reason as a method of learning where one is required to work through the difficulties already provided within the problems so one can arrive at a solution. What makes a person elite in any field of academia is the time invested in working through difficult problems. It seems that in Dake's method of biblical interpretation, we are asked to believe things that, if we are honest, are hard to believe. This, as far as I can tell, is a form of deception. We are told to disregard one's rational thought and critical thinking in order to accept as truth someone else's preconceived conclusion. If we start our pursuit of truth with indifference for personal experience, reason, or reflection, how are we expected to relate to the stories provided by the writers? Disengagement of the mind seems to be contrary to the New Testament's understanding of repentance, which itself requires us to change the way we are thinking in order to renew our minds. Dake's method begins to come undone fairly quickly when you begin reading the text itself in an objective manner. For example, what if we ask who incited David to number the people of Israel? 1 Chronicles 21.1 says this, then Satan stood against Israel and incited David to number Israel. There you have it. Satan incited David to number Israel, which led to the deaths of 70,000 people. The case would seem to be closed on this question until we read Samuel's account of the exact same story. Samuel's account is found in 2 Samuel 24.1, and it says, Again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go and number Israel and Judah. So was it God or Satan who incited David? Pre-exilic Hebrew thought naturally and without questioning attributed all phenomenon, good and bad, to Jehovah as the cause. As time progressed, a prophetic emphasis was placed upon the righteousness of Jehovah. 
As a result, moral wrongdoing was attributed to the Satan or the adversary, which is confirmed in the New Testament when Jesus says in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You begin to set yourself up against the very nature of the text when you approach it as if every line is a statement of truth without error. Scripture itself is conversing with varying opinions of the character and nature of God. Does God want mercy or does he want sacrifice? Does God take pleasure in the destruction of his people? In Deuteronomy 28:63, we find, And as the Lord took delight in doing you good and multiplying you, so the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you. But in Ezekiel 33, verse 11, we find, Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And as the Lord took delight in doing you good and multiplying you, so the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you. Deuteronomy 28:63. But then we also find this passage. Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Ezekiel thirty-three eleven. We could also ask, can the sin of the father be transferred to the third and fourth generation of children? In Exodus 20, verse 5 and Deuteronomy 5, verse 9, we find, you shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. But then, in Ezekiel 18, we find, As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. He who withholds his hand from iniquity takes no interest or profit, obeys my rules, and walks in my statutes. He shall not die for his father's iniquity. He shall surely live. Yet you say, Why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. So here we find later prophets condemning the practices of early Levitical traditions. In the New Testament, we have Jesus condemning practices that were set in place by Moses and establishing new ones in their place. This is the multivocal nature we find in Scripture. Here's another quote from Day concerning Scripture. Quote, There is nothing to be gained by doubting, questioning, and arguing about everything that he says. We stand to lose everything both now and hereafter if we pursue such a program. End of quote. Fear is a powerful motivation within religion. It's been my experience that faithful questioning produces a more robust faith. Unquestioned obedience that never confronts these difficult questions found in Scripture can lead to a crisis of faith. If something is true, it can be dissected from all angles and it will still hold true. 
fear of losing everything, both now and hereafter, if one even questions something in Scripture, will often manifest as hostile protection of the Bible, the object of which their faith is built on. These are a few more quotes from chapter 1, which take titled, How to Read the Bible. Quote, Men who desire to know the truth can easily understand it if they will make up their minds that what the Bible says is final as far as they are concerned. One is automatically under obligation to God as well as himself to believe the Bible even though it might contradict what he has been taught. There can be no excuse for misunderstanding the Bible concerning anything it says. The Bible is the most simple book in the world to understand. Men could not possibly make a book that could be more simple to understand. God means what he says and says what he means. End of quote. In chapter 12, in the fourth section titled, That Sickness is Sent by God, he begins to address the many excuses of those who need healing, but due to unbelief are not receiving it. Dake writes, quote, it is stated in Exodus 15:26, Leviticus 26:14 through 46, Numbers 14:12, Deuteronomy 28:20 20 through 68, 1 Chronicles 21:14, Job 33:14 through 29, and other passages that God sends and appoints sickness to men. But all such passages must be understood as being the permission of God when men failed him and sinned, end of quote. According to Dake, quote, God means what he says and says what he means. The Bible is the most simple book in the world to understand, end of quote. It appears that Dake believes Satan is the author of sickness and disease, and therefore God does not send sickness upon men. I agree with Dake's conclusion that God did not actively send or appoint sickness upon men, Yet I believe he violates his own rules of biblical interpretation in order to fit his own view. These passages, in addition to others, which include God sending leprosy upon the heads of women while exposing their nakedness, found in Isaiah 3, 16 and 17, and sending an evil spirit upon Saul for the purpose of torment, found in 1 Samuel 16, are all very clear in their plain reading that God is the one who is inflicting sickness upon men and women. Dake acknowledges that the Bible makes the claim that God sends and appoints sicknesses. Despite this conclusion, he still takes the liberty to change the interpretation of the plain reading of the text to fit his own view in light of Jesus. And here, I agree with Dake's conclusion. My question is, how can he affirm that it, quote, must be understood as being the permission of God, end of quote, to allow sickness rather than sending himself and at the same time affirm that, quote, God means what he says and says what he means, end of quote. If there is a liberty to re-examine these passages in light of Jesus, is there not also liberty to re-examine all such passages that contradict the teachings and nature of the Word who became flesh, whom all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to, Jesus Christ? I'll end with a passage from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. God who gave our forefathers many different glimpses of the truth in the words of the prophets, has now at the end of the age given us the truth in the Son. 
He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. <laughs>